I don't know where we're going to head today. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you right now, somebody's going to be delivered by this word. Come on. Psalm 16 and 8. Somebody's going to be delivered by this word. Somebody that need a word from the Lord. You see, the enemy tried to keep me from being in service today. The enemy wanted me, and I, I, there was a time when I began to question, God, am I going to be able to make it? And I've had a couple folks tell me, you need to sit down. You need to rest yourself. Well, I done rested all I want to rest. I rested since Friday, all day, Saturday, all day. I'm sick of that bed. <laughs> I'm sick of the bed. It's been so unbearable that I couldn't even lay down in my bed. I had to prop myself up because the back of my skull, if anything that touched it, it just put me in such pain. How many of you know that when you're only getting 15 minutes of sleep and you're moaning all night long and you back up and you try to sit down and it's something about the neck muscles. They connect to everything. And I never realized it until, until now that you can't lift your leg right to get to sit in your bed. And you go to sit down and, and you got to moan and you got to cry. See, some of y'all don't know this. This is how beautiful it is to, to me today. I can walk over here and I can do this for you, and you see, I had to do this for the last couple of days. Like, uh, 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 and my wife trying to help me sit down. But. How many of you know it's a blessing to be able to sit down and get up? Yeah. Yeah. Sit down and get up. Yeah. We take things for granted. Yeah. Merely sitting down, I couldn't do. Yeah. I get to the emergency room and all I can do, they say, take a seat. No, I got to stand. I got to stand. I can't sit down. I don't want to sit down. It's so painful just to, just to sit. God, I thank you. So that's why I praise him today the way that I do. I praise him because he sits in his majesty. I praise him because he healed my body. I praise him because he's so good to me. I praise him because I see another day. I praise him most of all because he's just God. Psalm 16 and 8. Glory be to God. 16 and 8. It says, I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Take the seat. Take the seat. I don't know if this is a 15 minute message. I don't know if it's a 30 minute message. I don't know if it's an hour message. But I promise you, you're going to get an anointing word of God this morning. That if you listen to the word of God, if you receive the word of God, I don't want you just coming to church just to hear the word of God, but I want you coming to receive the word of God. Because if you receive the word of God, it's going to change your mind, thereby it will change your life. Because this is the best day of my life. This is the best day. We're going to start something here. When I say this is the best day, you all going to finish your will of my life. This is the best day of my life. This is the best day of my life. This is the best day of my life. Glory be to God. If you truly believe it, somebody clap your hands. Set the Lord always before me. 
I have said. When you take an object and you sit it somewhere, typically you sit it in a position, especially something that's priceless, you typically set it somewhere so that it can't be bothered. You typically put it in an area that you don't want the kids playing with it. You don't want the grandchildren touching it. You don't want anybody. I have set something in such a position and a location that nobody can break it or mess with it. I have set the Lord. I challenge you today. Have you set the Lord in a place in your life where nothing and no one can touch the God that's supposed to be inside. Come on now. Have you set the Lord in your life in spite of all your hopeless situations, in spite of folk walking away from you, in spite of illness being all in your body where you don't even know who your name is? You see, there was a time last night that I began to call on the name of Jesus. And my wife heard me, and she began to call on him with me. And it was so beautiful that it was just Jesus. Father, I thank you, Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I began to plead the blood in the name of Jesus. You see, I've set the Lord in a place that no matter what hell I go through, he's going to be in that position and place in my life regardless of what my pocketbook says, regardless of what my family Amen. says, regardless of those that don't say they love me and they don't love me, regardless of all the different stuff that I go through, regardless of anything, you sit here today and you've been molested, you sit here today and you've been through so many different things, and you sit here today and you've been abused for the last 20 or 30 years by somebody that said that they loved you. Yes. You've been abused, somebody have talked to you like you trash. Somebody have told you that you ain't no good. Somebody told you you were ugly. Somebody told you that there was nothing inside of you that you might as well go ahead and kill yourself. Yeah. You see, the enemy don't care nothing about your flesh. The enemy is going to kill, steal, and destroy. The enemy wants to come in like a flood. The enemy wants to flood your mind and your thoughts. The enemy wants to make you feel like God don't really care because he allowed this to happen. But have you set the Lord in a place in your life that no man, no woman, and no thing, no stuff, no stuff, people listen to me, it's stuff. I believe there's more stuff out here that's causing people to turn away from God than people. It's stuff. Because I don't have, because I can't get, because I'm, 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 I'm seeing like I go to church every Sunday. It seems like I pay my tithe. It seems like I, I fall on my knees and I pray. But it seems like they have more stuff than me. We live based off of stuff. Our praise is predicated off of stuff sometimes. I'll praise you, God, if I have. I'll go to church this Sunday if I have. You see, if I sat back off of the stuff, your pastor wouldn't be here today. Amen. Because I hear every, every great excuse and reason to say, I need to sit myself down at home because I promise you this morning, I couldn't walk a straight line. Mm -hmm. You see, I, I went outside and I, I know later Monique must have thought I was crazy. But I opened up the door, hit my robe on, and I went outside in the cold, and I began to walk around, and I began to walk and walk, and I said, Father, I'm getting out of here. I've set you at a place in my life, and what I preach, I believe it. 
I believe in that. I'm getting ready to step up out of here. I'm getting ready to go somewhere far. Went to the hospital. And it ain't run up no more. But I'm going to the right hospital now. I'm going to the house of God where I can be delivered. I'm going to the house of God where I'm going to see my strength renewed. I'm going to the house of God where I'm going to glory be to God. Thank the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You got to have that courage. No matter what you go through, no matter how the enemy is coming in and trying to make you feel so isolated. You see, this is part of the enemy's trick. The enemy's trick is, is to get you feeling like you're all by yourself. That's right. That's Even right. Even my right. children don't care about yeah, it. Yeah, See how right. they abuse me? They don't appreciate nothing. They're not grateful about nothing. Even he don't appreciate me. He don't ever tell me that he loves me. He, I can't do nothing in his sight. She don't appreciate me. Everything I do is wrong. I never get a compliment. You see, this is how the enemy works. The enemy comes at you like this to make you feel like you're all by yourself. That's his job, is to make you feel like you're just in a hole, and you, you, you'd be better off dead. I speak to you today. You're sitting here. You're listening to me. You've thought about suicide because you think, don't nobody care about me. But the devil is alive. The devil is alive. The devil is alive. The devil is alive. If you need me to show you, I'm going to show you here just real quickly for one second. I don't need to know your situation, but the one thing I do know is that I love each and every one of you. You can never go through your life and say, don't nobody love me, because that's a lie straight from Satan. And Satan was a lie from the beginning. You can always say, Pastor Mike loves me if nobody else loves me in this world. And Pastor Mike wants the best for me if don't nobody else in this world wants the best for me. Pastor Mike wants to see me succeed if don't nobody else wants to see me succeed. Pastor Mike wants nothing but good in my life. Pastor Mike wants Pastor Mike wants that which is positive in my life if nobody else wants it. Pastor Mike got my back and nobody else in the world has my back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says try the spirit by the spirit. spirit. Well, I'll tell you, they try Pastor Mike by Pastor Mike. There's a God inside of Pastor Mike. I promise you, I know what folk use me and I know when you truly need. Try. Try Pastor Mike. I don't have time to blame. I'm telling you right now, every time I go through something, it's just another verification of who God is. It's just another example of what he is in my life. When I see the scriptures, I am that I am. And it just stopped right there. Because you can put anything in there. He's a doctor. He's a lawyer. He's a healer. He's a psychologist. Oh, glory be to yes, God. He he's whatever he you want him to yes, be. He he's whatever you want him to be. If you want him to be your sustainer, he's your sustainer. Yes, he if you is. want him to be your employer, he's your employer. If you want him to be your lover, he's your lover. If you want him to be your brother, he's your brother. If you want him to be your sister, he's your sister. If you want him to be your pastor, he's your pastor. Whatever it is that you need. He said, I prepared the table before you. And I did it. And this is how beautiful God is. He said, I didn't just prepare the table when things were going good. But I prepared it in the presence of your enemies. When this folk will be all around, you sit at the table like Judas was with Jesus. You see, Judas was sitting right there with Jesus. Judas was sitting right there with Jesus. And some of the story about Judas that some of us we miss because all we really we we, we put our attention on the fact that Judas betrayed him. But before Judas ever betrayed him, glory be to God, I thank you, Father. Judas had a problem. Judas was a thief. Yet still he was a disciple. Judas used to keep the money box. And it says money would come missing out the box. 
So it couldn't have been nobody else. Pride of life. It couldn't have been nobody else to betray Jesus but a thief. And betrayed him for what he loved. The love of money is the root of all He betrayed Jesus for what he loved. The love of money. People, be careful what you love. When you set Jesus in a place, you see, I ain't got away from that. When you set him in a place, he's above everything. He's above all your money. He's above all your time. He's above all your, your, your family members. He's above your church. He's above. He's the king of kings, lord of lords. You go to him for everything. You go to him when you when you need your mind right. You go to him when you need your pocketbook right. You go to him when you need a loved one right. You go to him in your sickest hour. I've set the Lord in a place that nobody, and I mean no one, can touch him. I've set him in a place in my heart. Because I want my heart, my mind, and my soul saturated with Jesus. I want Jesus to be the object of my faith. Is he the object of your faith today? If he's the object of your faith, faith, that means you truly believe that Jesus can do anything in your life. Come on now. You truly believe that Jesus can heal you of that bad situation. You truly believe that Jesus will step in always right on time. You truly believe that he's the Alpha and the Omega. You truly believe that I don't care what situation it is, what I get into, my God is going to be right there. You truly believe in the hospital at 4 o'clock in the morning when you're in such excruciating pain. And the pain won't stop. You truly believe that God is still a killer. Yes. You truly believe when the doctors come out and they begin to talk to you and they look in your eyes and it's like they're looking at you saying, well, this is what I feel like you have, but we really don't know. You truly believe the object of your faith and trust is in Jesus. Yes. You yes. truly believe that, you see, Lady Monique was getting ready to tell her, I'm, I'm just not accepting what you're saying. How about let's do some x-rays? How about let's do, do some something else, but I'm, I'm just not accepting. You see, that's where she was at that point. It's like, I haven't seen this man in this kind of pain. That's right. That's right. But you truly believe that whether they get it right or wrong, Jesus is the object of my faith. You truly believe that if I die today, he's the object of my faith. You see, I went to the hospital. She was driving me there I almost began to give her that conversation and tell her where some things are in my life physically that are tangible, just in case. I almost gave her that conversation that it's so bad, I don't know if I'm coming home. It's so bad, I felt like they were going to actually admit me into the hospital this morning. You see, I don't like going to the hospital, but to go back twice, within a 12-hour period. Mm -hmm. But the object of my faith, people, listen to me. I truly believe, here we go once again, the fruit is not for me.
this tree is for you. And those that want to listen and want to receive what's on the table. The table can be prepared just like Thanksgiving. Some of you had Thanksgiving. But if the table was prepared with all that pretty food on the table and you never sat down and ate it, come on, make a point. What good was it for you? Somebody's labor was in vain, the person that cooked it. Don't make Jesus' labor to be in vain because you won't receive what he already put on, on the table. He put the best turkey you could ever eat on the table. He put the best ham you could ever eat on the table. He put the best cranberry. He, he put the best sweet potato out on the table. He put it on the table. And all it is, you just got to receive it instead of you being caught up in, well, I, I just don't know. I just don't know if I'm, I, I got so much going on. I don't know if God can deliver me. Well, the devil is a liar. God can deliver you. And he can deliver you right now. God can deliver you right now, right in the midst of your muddy situation. He can deliver you right now, right in the midst of your bad situation. He can deliver you right now in the midst of a bad relationship. He can deliver you right now because he's God. You see, when I sat over here, I was professing and compelled to say, God, I thank you for my healing. I thank you for the anointing today. I thank you, Father, for going all through my body. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for putting the right stuff in me. I thank you because I know you're a healer. I know you're a deliverer. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you. I was trying to get the door open. He said, it's his will. Let it be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And I was trying to get the door open. Father, open the door because I'm thanking you. Open the door of God because I'm thanking you. And I believe he was looking through like I do on my ring at home. I don't even have to get up, but I can sit in my bed and look at my who's at my front door. And I believe that's how it is with Jesus. You don't have to get up. He's looking at you. And he's not looking at what's here. He's looking at your heart. He said, have you set me in a place where I am at the, I'm the true object of your faith. I'm the true object of your trust. I'm the true object of what you really believe in. Do you believe that I'm a healer? Do you believe that I'm a deliverer? Do you believe that I got you even when you're in a bad situation? You see, you can take any bad situation, you can find it worse, you can make it worse worse. You see, sometimes you look and say, well, God, you know what? Why did you let Pastor Mike get hit? Well, how about this? Pastor Mike didn't die. Thank you, Lord. See, a lot of times we'll stay focused right on what happens instead of God saying, I need you to elevate to another area. Come on now. The glory is not in that, but it's in this because I brought you out. That's right. The glory is in if you never go through anything. How can God get the glory? Come on, man. But we we so soft at saying sometimes we don't want to go through anything. That's right. We don't want our loved ones to experience anything. Come on, now. We don't want to experience anything. And God is just saying, sit back, sit still, be still, and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. In the process of being still, it means you have an awareness of who I am, and you are praying without ceasing. When I pray without ceasing. It means that he's always on my mind. He's always in my spirit. He's always inside. It don't mean that I'm on my knees 24-7, but what it does mean is that I have an awareness of who God is at all times. He 
It don't matter what sits on my plate. I can always say happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. God, you gave yeah, yeah, yeah. your only begotten son. Yeah. Yeah. If nothing else comes in me to my life, the fact that you gave your son so that I might have life while I'm here on earth and have abundant life while I'm here on earth and that one day I'll have eternal salvation. Eternal, eternal, eternal. Can't nobody change it. I won't have to worry about going to the hospital at 4 o'clock in the morning. I won't have to worry about going out here in the automobile don't start. I won't have to worry about somebody treating me bad. I won't have to worry about your negative comments. I, don't, I won't have to worry about social media. I won't have to worry about Facebook. I won't have to worry about Instagram. I won't have to worry about some people putting their best picture on there. And I'm trying to be like that. Oh, why am I like that? Because it took them 10 tries before they put it on there. But all you do is see the finishing product and you try to figure out why. Stop comparing yourself to people on Facebook. Stop comparing yourself to people right around you. Stop comparing yourself. The Bible tells me, marvelous are thy works. Jesus didn't make you. Thank you, Lord. In any bad way. He made you the way he wanted you. If we had a world of everybody looking like Pastor Mike, it'd be miserable. Everybody walking around looking just like me. Everybody walking around looking just like you. God said, I need everybody to have their own individuality. You don't want to share this thing of friends in the entire world. That's right. If God don't come back, if Jesus don't come back for another thousand, two thousand years, there will never be another person on the earth that has your fingerprint. That's right. If somebody don't find that to be so powerful and marvelous, are thy works. You are the only one that will share this throughout eternity. And if that's not enough, truly see the majesty of God, how powerful he is, then something's wrong. Let him be the object of your faith. Let me finish this scripture. I told y'all, it's powerful to me even though it's not a long scripture. I have set the Lord always before me. It's something powerful about when you set something before you. He said, I'll go places before you. I'll be places before you. If you would just pray to me, if you would just lift up to me, if you would just give me your thoughts and your prayers, I'll let you know. It's like the, uh, the military. They have a recon unit. That unit goes out and checks everything out first before the main folks come to make sure there's no landmines. Glory be to God. To make sure that there's no traps. Well, this is who Jesus is. He said, if you set me before you, I'll do recon before you ever get there. I'll do recon before you ever get into that bad situation. 
I'll do recon before you tell somebody I do and you should have said I don't. I'll do recon. Whatever it is, I'll go before you. I'll go before you at night. I'll go before you in the morning. I'll go before you all day long. Who don't want God to truly go before them? The reason why some of you sit here today and you've been in more mess. I used to tell folks every time that my mother told me not to do something and I did it, I got in trouble. Lord, yep. she said, Mike, don't do X, Y, Z, and I tried to be sneaky about it. I got in trouble. Can you imagine having the cheat code, having Jesus go before you? And it's called Stop, Listen, Pray, seek the Lord. Father, is this for me right now? And I need an answer. Not well. He hasn't gotten back to me. No, Father, I need an answer. I need an answer about this situation. I need an answer about this test. I need an answer about this relationship. I need an answer. Is this for me? The God that I serve, he'll give you the answer. Now, are you able to accept the answer? Uh-huh. A lot of times... The Bible says in Psalms 37 and 4, it talks about if you will commit yourself, your works to the Lord, he said, I give you the desires of your heart. Psalms 37. He said, I give you your desires because now your desires are truly my desires. A lot of us want the Lord to line up to our desires. No, because you commit yourself to him, now his desires are you. So now you know what to desire, you know what you ask for. You know what to look for in your life. But I want him to go before me. You see, I can see him going into one of the more this morning before me. I'm going to make sure you get the right doctor. I'm going to make sure that the right one's going to come out and talk to you. I'm going to make sure that this medicine they pumping into you is going to be the right medicine. You see, I'm going to make sure these are the things. You, know, you don't know what people are giving you nowadays. And people, humans make mistakes. And you get the wrong stuff. You better be praying. You don't put your confidence in the man because of their title. Oh, you're a doctor. Oh, you're an RN. Oh, you're this. I don't care who you are. You put your trust in God that work through these people, Father, to do what it is they need to do for me. Work through them, Jesus. Because I know you're able. 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 Let's go and finish this thing. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand. Still not be moved. Last week we talked about God. He's sitting right there with you when stuff going on. And he'll bucket somebody and say, I wish you would. I wish you would touch my child. You see, when he's at your right hand, he's standing there as a protector. He's standing there as an instructor, as a teacher. He's going to teach you his ways. He's going to teach you areas that you should and should not be in. But at the same time, while he's teaching you, 
God knows that you're going to make some mistakes. You're going to step out on the wrong path sometimes. But he's still sitting there saying, I wish you would, devil. You see, some folks teach, oh, well, you do wrong. God in. Pastor Mike don't teach that. A lot of the verses you'll find in the Bible, you'll find that Paul and different ones were talking to people of faith, mm-hmm. telling them to get this and that out there in life. Mm-hmm. Just because you've given your life to Christ, there's a process that's going on. He says the transformation happens because of the renewing of your mind. The transformation, listen to that part of it. The transformation happens because of the renewing. Listen to the, 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 the way that it's, 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 it's written. Renewing, I-N-G. I-N-G means that it's a process. It didn't say you be transformed by the renewed ED part of your mind. It said be transformed by the renewing. So it's a process that's going to go on until you die. Your mind, there's a renewing that's going to take place constantly. Day in, day out. Paul said, I lay those weights and sins to the side that so easily beset me. Day in and day out, there's a renewing. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So the process is taking place. I've set them at my right hand. But listen to the end of it. We're going to bring it home here. Is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. I shall not be moved. Not one of Satan's devices should be able to move us. Come on now. Not sickness. Oh, I'm getting ready to get to somebody here. Not death. Why did God let my child die? There's no sister serving him anymore. Wow. It happens a lot. I shall not be moved <coughs> because I lost my job. I don't understand why. I work harder than everybody there. But it seems like that old boss is always out against me. I shall not be moved. Like a tree planted by water. Like a tree planted by water. I want you to know something about a tree being planted by water. The tree, the reason why the tree doesn't move while the water is running all through it. It's because the roots are deep. If you're not going to be moved, your roots got to be deep in Jesus. Come on now. He said, I've given some of you tools. T-O-O-L-S, tools. I've given some of you tools. I've given every one of you a tool to hear to you. You have a toolbox, but a lot of you will not open the box. The toolbox, what exists inside of the toolbox is Bible study. What exists inside of the toolbox is prayer. What exists inside of the toolbox is Sunday service. What exists inside of the toolbox is you sitting down and you studying the word of God. The Bible says study to show yourself approved of workmen that rightly can divide the word of God. You can separate right and wrong not by what you think in your little brain, but you can separate right and wrong by what's in the word of God. A lot of us can't separate stuff. People coming to us talking all good because we don't take time to understand and know the word of God. You have a toolbox. Every day that you get up out of your bed, you ought to act like you walk around the house where somebody thinks you about half crazy. You walk around like this. 
<laughs> got your fish like they think you're ready to fight. And you saying, uh-uh, baby, I got a toolbox. <laughs> so whenever you throw at me, I'm getting ready to open this toolbox on you. You want to come at me the wrong way? Hold up. Wait just a second. And you want to think, see, the world will think you're crazy. Like, oh, my gosh, you really walk around with something that's not there. But they didn't think you were crazy when you were about five or seven. And I can remember Chris used to walk, he used to have this little dude that he would actually put him in the trunk. <laughs> Remember that baby? I forgot the little dude's name. I ain't trying to tell him, Chris, but everybody, everybody got an imaginary friend. <laughs> Kobe? Was it Kobe? Something like Kobe. Whatever it was, though, we get in the car, he put him in the car with him. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. That's cute. Got to the place where we, he started putting him in the trunk. <laughs> That's how people need to look at you like you're crazy with your toolbox. You need to walk around sometime when you, when you feel like you want to cry. And you need to really see a toolbox where you're opening it up. And whatever you need is inside the toolbox. Whatever you need, if it's a prayer, it's in the toolbox. If it's the Bible, it's whatever you need, it's in the toolbox. If you need to phone a friend, it's in the toolbox. And that friend, his name is Jesus. It's not your girlfriend or your boyfriend that's going to tell you, oh, God, I wouldn't do this. You wouldn't you know, give me the right advice because, first of all, you don't go to church either. Come on. We try to get advice from folks that don't even share the same belief that we, we share, that we have. And we try to figure out why, where we went wrong. You went wrong because you opened up the wrong toolbox. Your toolbox is customized for you. Don't use somebody else's toolbox. Come on. I don't like to use somebody else's Bible. Lady Monique can't give me her Bible to study out of. Because that's for her. That's what she understands. My toolbox is for me. Start getting personal with Jesus. Jesus is mine. Everywhere I go, everywhere I go, Jesus is mine. Whatever you deal with, whatever you go through, Jesus is mine. Jesus is mine. So you know today that he's at your right hand. You can't be shaken. But it's all about where you set him in your life. Is the Lord in your heart? The word. No matter what you deal with and no matter what you go through. You'll always come back to Jesus. Hello, this is Pastor Mike. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope and pray that the Word of God truly enriches your life. In Jesus' name, amen.